I'm Rev. Shannon Moore, and you're listening to the Simple Worship Podcast, recorded each week at University Christian Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Every Sunday at 9.30 a.m., we gather in the Chapel of the Good Shepherd to sing, take communion, and worship. If you'd like to join us, in person or virtually, please visit our website, universitychristian.org, for more details. Today's scripture comes from the Gospel of Mark. It's in the first chapter, so just as we're getting a beginning in this gospel story, this is the first gospel that would have been written. It's also the the shortest one. Uh, This comes from the first chapter, verses 16 through 20. Hear these words. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, He saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat, mending their nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So what would you do? What would be your reaction if you were just minding your own business at your job or at your home and a stranger comes walking by and tells you to stop doing everything? Drop all that you have. Turn your back on everything and follow him. Would you do it? Like it says in, this, in these words, without hesitation, just immediately, come follow me, drop everything and follow him. These four men do that without any hesitation or second thoughts. They dropped their nets and followed Jesus. But this certainly wasn't the end of the story, but rather the very beautiful beginning of that story. And I'm sure there's more to this story than we have here in the Gospel of Mark. After all, there was a lot that was recorded, a lot that was remembered, and a lot that was shared with all of these stories. And uh, the Gospel of Mark is, is the shortest one, like I said, but it's a, it's a whirlwind of action. I mean, Mark doesn't bother with all of the, the lineage of Jesus and the ancestry. It jumps right into the action. It hits the ground running, and it doesn't slow down. I had a colleague once that referred to Mark as the Bruce Willis movie of the Gospels. It's just non-stop action. But, but was Jesus really a stranger to these men? Had they really never seen Him? I'm, surely they may have known of Him. They didn't know Him. They'd heard of Him or maybe even heard Him speak. Because this passage starts off with Jesus coming into Galilee and announcing the good news. And this news was not only good, but it was new. This isn't the type of God they were used to hearing about, this idea of changed and abundant lives and a community of faith that was truly open to everyone, everyone with no conditions. See, that that kind of thinking wasn't the status quo. The type of God and the type of church and the type of community of faith that existed at the time and that these men would have been familiar with was a very exclusive one. 
It was very much of uh, who was in and who was out and who was worthy. And so this message of everyone is worthy, everyone has a place at this table, was a completely foreign concept. It was maybe just a little bit too good to be true. You've heard those types of things before. Maybe this was something that was worth dropping it all for. Maybe these four men had heard some of these sayings, heard some of this preachings, had heard about this idea and realized that this maybe was something that was worth following. After all, they had the opportunity to be accepted, and they had the opportunity to be loved in a wholly new way. This Simon, you may know, would later be renamed by Jesus would say, from this force you will be called Peter. You will be the rock that my church will be built on. And despite all of his shortcomings, despite all of his humble beginnings, despite the fact that he, along with the other disciples, would continue during this process of following Jesus, not get it over and over again, would, would misunderstand, would revert back to their own old ways and their old understandings of God, despite the fact that this man would deny Jesus three times after he was arrested. Nowhere to be seen at the crucifixion. Despite all of that, Jesus still appeared to him after the resurrection, shared a meal with him, and gave him the opportunity to take it all back, to start afresh, to take those three denials and turn them into three I love yous. So each I don't know of that man, I've never seen him, was replaced with the do you love me, Peter? Yes, I love you. Well, then feed my sheep. This was a God of, of second and third and 133rd chances, the opportunity to, to go on. And how do you say no to that kind of unconditional love and forgiveness, that kind of uh, new life? How do you say no to that? I mean, you can kind of understand how they dropped it all, except the answer to how you say no is actually pretty easy. It's because we're human. It's because we're broken. And all of us, just like Peter, just like Judas, just like all the other disciples, and just like the countless others who were called but couldn't quite let go of their lives, a little bit too comfortable in, in what they had and what they did, much like the rich young ruler who we read more about later in Mark, this young fellow that would rather have kept his love of things, his love of all of his possessions, instead of attempting to live into this abundant life of loving God and loving others. And those folks didn't have the distractions that we have today. It's a pretty simple life. You go out, you fish, you come home, you eat, you sleep, you get up, and you do it again. It's easy to lose sight of this message of love and the call that God has on all of our lives today when there's a 24-hour news cycle 
easily accessible to all of us, letting us know about all of the horrible things that are happening out in the world. It's all coming to an end. 24 hours a day, accessible wherever you are. Devices and social media, all of these things singing their siren song of, come, pay attention to me. Come see what everyone had for dinner tonight. Come see where they're vacationing. Don't have actual interactions and relationships with real people. You can just see photographs and videos of all of this and live in this virtual world, these things that selfishly give us pleasure. It's hard to walk away from those distractions and those things that, that tug on us. I know this firsthand. Growing up in a small East Texas town, church was my life. If I wasn't at church, I was at Scouts, and if I wasn't either one of those two things, I was at home. Church was a big part of, of who I was growing up, active member of the youth group, part of mission trips, going to church camp, preaching the sermon on Senior Sunday as part of the, the, the youth group there. But when I got to college and got away from that, and those comfort things, the distractions started, started piling up, and suddenly there were things that I realized I might want to do a little more than church. I could sleep in on Sunday mornings. That's a new concept. I'd always been woken up and taken to church on Sunday, but now I had my own schedule. On Sunday nights where I used to go to youth, well, I could watch TV and play video games. So the distractions won. Church and, frankly, my faith faded into the background as the other distractions garnered my focus and my attention. And after graduation, I was way too busy with my first job and, and driving from Sherman to Fort Worth to spend as much time as I could with my future wife. But after marriage, that little voice started creeping back in. Those three words, come, follow me. It's this quiet whisper, that still quiet voice that never let go, was always there. I just allowed the distractions and my own selfish wants to drown it out. So church, again, became a central part of my life, of our lives, and I rediscovered my faith, and a new family of faith was discovered. A beautiful family of faith full of other broken people, full of other people who had, who had faded away and who had let the cacophony of life distract them Many of them who had also stumbled and were just trying to figure out life, but they were trying to do it together. And I was reminded of the beautiful thing that it could be. Two children and a few other careers came in the midst of all of this. But for me, that voice was still there. Come, follow me. And it was different. It was more that God was asking of me this time. And I guess God finally got tired of asking and got tired of being subtle. Uh, realized that the little hints and the little whispers of come follow me wasn't enough anymore. So in no uncertain terms, God let me know that there were a lot of people out there in the world who didn't understand how God worked, who had a very broken understanding of how God worked, and that there were uh, a lot of people who were preaching some news, but it wasn't very good news. And so in the middle of running two businesses and with two little kids at home and with a wife working full-time, I decided to enroll in seminary. And then I dropped my own nets, let go of the restaurant world, and answered the call of come, follow me, and began full-time ordained ministry. But that's just my story. 
This is just Simon's story. This is just these fishermen's stories. We each have our own stories, but we all have the same invitation. It just looks different for all of us. Come follow me. And when we stop letting all of the distractions of the world get in our way of understanding and sharing the love of God, then the world becomes a better place in little and beautiful ways. And those little and beautiful ways join together to make big and beautiful ways, changing the world. And just like Peter and the other disciples, we are going to mess up and we're going to stumble and we aren't always going to get it. But as long as we're doing it together, church, then it matters. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Simple Worship Podcast. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to us at universitychristian.org. If you like this sermon, please share it with others. Thanks again, and have a blessed week.